Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. We've got a great show for you today. And as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of Geico Local Office, 805-487-7847. Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to Maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. And welcome to the program. A very pleasant day to you. It is always good to be uh, speaking with you. And I'm here with Tom Spence in the studio. And we have a great show lined up today. We're just going to be talking a few fun topics that we'll be discussing. Um, Money, investments, uh, behavioral finance, some things that oftentimes make a little more uh, interesting when you have some context to kind of put around the discussion. And uh, we'll start off today with, I have three things that I want to bring up and, and we'll start off with this idea of, uh, are you saving anything for tomorrow? And I think when we think about uh, our financial situation, this is something that becomes important because you always have to be wondering, are we saving anything for tomorrow? Many people today keep up with the Joneses or nowadays keep up with the Kardashians. And you have to wonder, are they saving anything for tomorrow? You know, I, I see it all the time and examples that pop up into this that I guess I would say would, would make you um, categorize as someone that is saving for tomorrow is if, if you're contributing to your 401k, if you have uh, some form of retirement account that you're, that you're saving into, you don't have any debt, you have an investment account that you're regularly contributing to. You're paying down your mortgage or you're saving up for that down payment. Um, these are things that would say, yes, you're saving up and you are saving for tomorrow. So in some ways, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to say, are we saving anything for tomorrow? Tom, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are uh, for so long, I uh, jumped on everything that came by because it was only $10 a month or $8 a month or $20 a month. If you look at our parents, especially in my age, my dad basically had a mortgage, a gas, electric, water, and maybe a car payment. Now we add cell phones, we add Amazon, we add Netflix, we add cable, we add internet, we add, and you start looking at that and it's chunk, chunk, bite, 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 and it takes off quite a bit of money that was not spent before. You know, people in the past did not have these added expenses. And I think what we would have been saving 
is now bitten away by by all these these little things, all the fast food meals. It we're living a different life from many of us had frugal parents. A lot of our parents or grandparents were born out of the um, the depression era, exactly 1920s and up. And it's a different world for us. And I think a lot of us are immediate now as opposed to a little bit of future. There's something impulsive today about our society and the way that we're growing up and the way that we see other people spend and feel that we need to spend. There's definitely something to that. And I guess what we're talking about right now is just this idea that a few times per year, you have to take a look at things. You have to take a look and do your own personal financial assessment. And so uh, the first part that I'd like you to think about when you do that assessment is, is ask the question, are we saving anything for tomorrow? And, and the answer is that you should be. And if you aren't, you just start somewhere. So progress, not perfection. It's okay if you're not, but make some progress there. But the second part of the assessment is the question, are we living too much for today? And if you're living too much for today, uh, those are things like, uh, you know, going out to eat all of the time and not saving anything for tomorrow or going on vacations and not knowing if you can pay for them. This will manifest itself sometimes if you're building that credit card debt and you're not paying it off every month. Well, then then you probably might be living too much for today. And the other thing we see sometimes is, uh, you know, we see people buying stuff and that they're not certain that they can afford. If you're not certain you can afford it or not, you probably can't. But uh, we're living too much for today. That is definitely something we see sometimes. And you, you want to be honest with yourself. And, and it's not that you can't live for today. We don't want to say that. But it's the idea that you have to balance. You have to balance the idea of how much income you're making and how much lifestyle and expense you can spend when living for today. I see some people make a lot of money, but then they go spend a lot more money and it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't does not you have to make sense of that and find the balance between living for today and also saving for tomorrow. Spence, what are some examples you see of people living for today, maybe indulging a little too much? I think one of the the deals is now we have our ATM and we also have things like a, buy it now and you don't have to, you know, year free interest. And I think a lot, my dad used to say, if I can't afford it now, I can't afford it. So his concept of buying something was, except for an automobile or a house, obviously, but with many things like, why would you buy? My dad would just be amazed at buying a TV on time. He would say, why, why would I buy something like that and spread a $500 expense over a credit card of who knows how long? And I think that's, that's the indulge that we do now. It's, it's those, those little things. And then when it comes up, you say, boy, that six months has passed and now I got to pay him. So I'll just put it out as payment. So you just keep kicking the can down. It's like, like you say with a financial physical, if you will. Stop and take a look at what you're doing because all those little things you bought that seemed like they were really great, they, they really stack up. And I think uh, we do that. Well, we got to go on a vacation, so where are we going to go? And everybody seems to go up more than they really should. And I think, you know, like they go on a cruise, they go on a, on a vacation, and they just overspend by a little bit, but all those little bits, and I've done it too, add up to a mountain of debt. Like ridiculous, you know, people being on credit cards, 20 and 25 can grow. They had great times, but now it's time to pay the band. 
And that can be difficult. And every so often, it's just very important to kind of take a look at your financial situation, take a step back and try and kind of get out of your own way. Just take a look at where things are at and be honest with yourself and and also with your spouse if you're married, uh, which comes to the third question, which is this idea that are you and your spouse, are, are you on the same page financially? Do you both feel good about where you're at? Do you both feel that, uh, you know, that there's no confusion with your current financial situation and where you're headed? And when you're both are on the same page, you just see tremendous progress and things work well. But when you're not, um, you know, it can really stymie the direction. You know, it doesn't always matter so much the next step of what you need to do next, but what matters a lot is the direction you're headed in. And if you're not on the same page, you're working against yourself. Uh, so it's tricky there. And oftentimes, I see it a lot as a financial planner is, is uh, you almost need a buffer sometimes because it gets too difficult to talk about. You know, you're just, there's too many kind of misfires. Or the, the, the conversation can be too, uh, you know, it just can have a lot of emotion attached to it and uh, can maybe get taken and understood in the wrong context. So oftentimes a good financial planner is, is good to talk to or, or a buffer or a book or a class. Um, there's a number of them that are available, but uh, you wanna be honest with yourself to, to be able to say, hey, are we working together here? And how can we kind of move the needle forward uh, in the way that we both want to? Uh, so very important to try and find that and figure that out. Uh, but those are the three questions I like to bring up, uh, you know, just as part of what I do in some of the meetings that I'm in, some similar questions we talk about on air here. Uh, so it's this idea of an assessment. Are we saving anything for tomorrow? Are we living too much for today? Do we have a balance there? Are we on the same page? And how can we get more on the same page if we're not? And that's what we're trying to figure out. Uh, I always like to refer people to the fee-only website, fee-only fiduciary financial planners. This is national. You can find someone near you to help you out and work through these. If you have questions, it's napfa.org. It's N-A-P-F-A.org. And uh, my firm is a part of that website. I'm, I'm on there, I should say, uh, which is Maranatha Financial locally in Ventura, California. But uh, napfa.org, wherever you are, you'll be able to find someone that's local near you to be able to speak to about this stuff. And it's nice to have a coach. Mediator sounds a little strong, like there's an issue, but somebody who can guide, can coach, give you some concepts on how to begin because uh, what you said is so true. Even if you say something like, I'm 40 and I haven't done anything, we'll start today. And it's really important because then when you turn 60, you'll think that 20 years of 401k-ing, if you will, or IRA, whatever it is, you will look back and go, I'm glad I talked to Mike. And you really will. You will, you know, it's now it's like, oh, $100, but, but, but if you just keep feeding it, manage it in 20 years, you will be so happy you did it. Time's a big deal. Time is a component for sure. And don't kick yourself over not having started before because that's already gone. That's right. That's a sunk mistake. Let's call it that. (laughs) that. That's buried. You've got to start today. You 
have to. And a few things that I also like to mention, wherever you're at in your in your life stage, you know, there are people in their 90s that come see me. There's some people in their 70s, people mm-hmm. in their 20s, you know, so it's there's a number of different life stages where you're at, but there are different financial questions that sometimes you you, you still ponder about, you still want a little help with. And uh, there's, there's a few things I wanted to share just in, in terms of you, you want to have a local relationship with a local financial advisor. And I think that's important because you have a lot of these kind of low cost or no cost options or some of the big wirehouse type names, but your person's kind of out of the area and you don't really have that relationship. Um, it's hard to kind of get that help. It's hard to you know have a, a direct phone call or a one-on-one meeting and, and build a relationship uh, or just stop in and say hello and ask a few questions. And that becomes important. I mean, it sounds a little foo-foo, but it does become important because it, it, it means something to be able to have that relationship. One thing people often forget, and, and they, they really start to think about it more when they be, get older in, in, in their life stage and seasoned, um, they kind of start to say, well, if I pass away, who's going to help my spouse? And that is something that's so important to have a relationship with a financial advisor that knows everything you're doing, that can help you stay on track and help your spouse stay on track and your family and your beneficiaries kind of stay on track with what you've been doing. Um, They can help carry the torch forward. And that's part of essentially what you pay for when you're working with you know, of a, a local financial advisor that you have a relationship with. So shouldn't be discounted the idea of working with someone that's local, working with, you know, someone that there is a relationship there with the family and knows what your wishes are and tries to implement them over time, even when you're gone. Um, very big deal. So uh, also napfa.org, I mentioned that. And uh, and, the, and this idea of peace of mind is, a, is another thing that I think we want to talk a little bit about, Spence. Um you know, it's, do you have 100% certainty, 100% peace of mind when it comes to your financial life? If there are questions or doubts in any areas, and I have doubts. I have I have a number of different certificates and licenses, and but I still have doubts with different things in financial stuff. The other day, I was trying to put together this idea of uh, you know, a family member had questions about doing a 1031 exchange, you know, with with a rental house to a new rental house, and there were a few technical questions I, I didn't know off the blue. I had to phone a friend and get you know someone that's a little bit more of an expert in that particular space to have them help me out with a few questions. And, you know, we all have questions. So when you have questions, what do you do? You, you try and get some help. You try and get some help. And that's just a big deal, especially with stuff like retirement and, you know, your your family and your beneficiaries and your spouse when you're gone and all of these things, you, you kind of want to have someone there with you to help you out that's, uh, that knows you. And isn't it nice to know, and we, we don't want to get into the morbid part, but hey, we're all going to leave eventually. And wouldn't isn't it secure in your own heart and mind to know that when it happens, you've got the nice pack, they open it up, and everything's laid out. They know where everything is. And there's something to be said about getting all of those finances together so the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years of your life will be in the fact that you know everybody's set everybody's comfortable, you're going to have a great retirement, and they're going to have a great life. And you just know that's off the board. So there's no anxiety with that. And I think that's 
That's really important, whether it's your kid's college fund that you're going to help out with a little bit, whether it's long-term care, whether it's just being able to go on a cruise a year when you retire and just knowing I did that. You know, and it's I think there's um, there's joy in that. You know, there certainly is uh, happiness, comfort and, uh, and that's serenity. A big deal. You know, those things give you peace of mind. But you, you should start now and you should just make sure, you know, it is all there. Just like uh, the earthquake hit. Who really has one? Right. You know, and you think of all those things in your life where you've got to have stuff like this. Well, your financial situation is just like that because you just knowing that you say, cool, we're set. Now what? And I, I think that's really important. I think that's well stated there, Spence. That's a very good point. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's exciting. And we'll move on. There's a few more th- exciting things that we wanted to talk about today. And one of them, uh, I was reading this article, Spence. It was a fantastic article, but it, it talked about the idea of retirement and a mini retirement. So w- something that where you take maybe a year off and you go do some fun retirement activities and then you go back and you're working again, or you take a little bit lesser workload. But they're saying in that, the scientists have said that that, that can provide as much of a, you know, gratitude and feeling of, of um, you know, just a great feeling of, of having a retirement, a lot of rewards in that, but the cost is much less. And you're still working and you're still... And some people, this is big with work. You still have your significance of of doing real work. Uh, a lot of people fear retirement, uh, so the idea of a mini retirement, uh, but also being able to work, uh, it's a little cost less, gives you those rewards from retirement, and then you still have that workload and some significance from that. So that's an interesting thing I've been hearing people talk about. Spence, if, if as if we talk about mini retirement. Where would you be going if you were doing a mini retirement? What What are some exciting thoughts you can share? Like where I would travel to? Yeah, what I, would you do? A year retirement. If one I year. could do one year of retirement, I would do something like a little European uh, chore. I would do something like that. Or I would do something a little more physical because I always wanted to run a semi-fast for my age marathon. And I thought it would be really cool if I just had that time where I could train and take it easy and not have to cram it all in and do something like go run the New York City Marathon or go run one of the big marathons like the Hawaii, the Boston, but you got to qualify. Um, maybe somebody could write me a note. But I would either <laughs> do a full-on relaxation, uh, reti- uh, mini retirement in a place like you know Italy and through Germany and France and do something like that. But I'm very much attracted to, because I'm still fairly physically fit, to going out and doing something like that and, yeah. uh, and running a, a, a marathon in another state, another location, and, and just in, enjoying that. Yeah, I think, I think that would be really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a, a two good friends, Salil and Emily, and they're taking this trip right now. They're on what some could call a mini retirement. They're not calling that, but, but it's essentially what it is. For a year, they're traveling, and they went and they've built uh, two homes habit- with Habitat for Humanity, and they're continuing their way into traveling. And uh, I think they're in the Philippines right now, and wow. they're just t- – continuing to travel and be a part of some of these other kind of nonprofit works type things and kind of um, parsing work and community service with travel and fun and leisure. And 
it's a neat little thing. They've got a blog and it's, it's been really cool to follow them and see what they're doing. And, um, but I think about it and I think, well, where, where I'm at, I have three young boys, six, four, and two is their age. My wife and I can, uh, you know, the fun thought for me as, as far as a retirement year or take the summer or a little extended summer and travel the United States in a RV in a small mm-hmm. RV. I think that would be so fun, you know, going into the Grand Canyon, kind of working our way up into Montana and getting out into, uh, you know, eventually going to see the Great Lakes and the East Coast and oh, just be a lot of fun. I would love to do that. Uh, we're not necessarily doing that, <laughs> but it's fun to think about. And maybe uh, at some point down the road over the summer, we'll be able to do something like that with them. And I think it would just be a lot of fun really a neat thing but uh and i've seen a lot of people with the lions and the rotary be able to do exactly that and i love the habitat for humanity thing it gives you worth it gives you purpose but you still get to travel and you get to go out and do things like that and a lot of rotarians have gone off to i know to india to nepal and and uh uh, one of our our good friends uh, steve Dahl, has done things like that and you get to go out and do things and, and help people but still see the world and that combination is fulfilling and still there's travel I think that would be a a purposeful retirement, uh, even if it was for a year, kind of a sabbatical, would not only be interesting, but rewarding. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds like a, a really it would be cool. enriching yeah. moment. Hey, there was a, uh, so I, I just got back uh, from a trip to Austin, Texas, and mm. had a great time out there, really enjoyed it. They love their barbecue. They love their tacos. And uh, boy, they just love to eat. Uh, everything is bigger in Texas. Live music. Live music. We didn't see music, but I know there's a big mm-hmm. scene out there for it. And we were out in the suburbs, but a lot of people going that way. I read an article, 140,000 people, uh, was it last month, left California to move out to Arizona, Nevada, uh, Idaho, and Texas. And they're just the affordability uh, is what they're saying. But in Austin, they were building suburbs like crazy. And they're just homes after homes after homes, uh, nice homes, affordable homes. But it was it was really fascinating. They, they moved out there. They love it. And it was a, we had a really good time. Uh, but on the trip, uh, I read this book. It was a very interesting book uh, called Golf's Sacred Journey in Utopia. In Utopia, um, you know, we all think of Utopia, uh, this magical place, but really it's uh, there's a place in Texas outside of Austin called Utopia, Utopia, Texas, blink of an eye town. And this struggling golfer finds himself in Utopia, Texas, trying to find his golf game. What a fascinating book. I'd love to get the author of that book on uh, air at some point if we can. But he talks about life lessons and he talks about the game of golf and relating it to different things. And just a beautiful book. And uh, I'm going to reach out and see if we can't get him on. So he is one author I'd love to have on soon. And then the other one, uh, local guy, he, he wrote a number of books. Uh, his name is Tom Prince. And he, uh, he he's written a number of books and he has just given me a few of them. I plan to have him on soon as well. Uh, great, great guy, great author, and uh, really excited to talk about what he has. He he was a psychologist, and so he helps a lot of um, you know um, just people deal with stuff. His, but his books, a lot of real pearls of wisdom in there that I'm excited to share when he comes on. So. That's going to be fun coming up real soon. And a lot of us have a lot of stuff. (laughs) So we do need this help and this guidance, certainly. We all all have stuff. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Well, for more information about Maranatha Financial, you can 
Find us online at marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com or 805-665-3767. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit doing good work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. And today we have the co-chair for the Ventura Fireworks Show, presented by Ventura Rotary Club. It's the 4th of July for 2018 fireworks show and family picnic at Ventura College. We have the co-host Sarab Bajaj. Sarab, thanks for being in the studio today. Thanks, Mike. Now tell us about the 4th of July. Tell us about the history of this event here in Ventura at the college. And uh, tell us what's going on this year. This is our 24th year of doing the fireworks show at the college. And uh, this started... 24 years ago because the community wanted to have the fireworks show and city at one point used to do it and decided that they couldn't do it anymore for some economic reasons. So Ventura Rotary stepped up and decided that we'll take over and we'll be doing this show. This is, like I said, the 24th year that we're doing the Ventura fireworks show and picnic at Ventura College. It's going to be a blast like every year. We're going to have jumpies for kids. We're going to have some robotics uh, demonstration. Of course, live music, fireworks. We have more vendors than we've ever had, more food vendors than we've ever had before. So come on over. Tickets are available at Wands, and uh, family tickets are available online at uh, VenturaFireworks.com. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great event. I mean, it's always a lot of fun. Ventura Rotary presents the 4th of July at Ventura College, fireworks show and family picnic. The gates open at 5 p.m., but the show starts at 9 p.m. So there's going to be a lot of activities going on from 5 to 9 with music, a kid zone, food trucks, some sports on the lawn there, and uh, no glass, no pets, no alcohol. But it looks like it's going to be a wonderful event. Of course, there are a number of sponsors. Tickets at the gate are going to be $8. But if you pre-sell, if you buy them early, you can get them for $6, $4 for children, and under age three is free. So VenturaFireworks.com is where you can get that. Now, the Rotary Club of Ventura, the Ventura Rotary Club, tell us about this club. Now, they're going to be they're celebrating a big anniversary coming up. Yes, um, Mike. T- yeah, tell us about the Rotary Club. So our club is uh, going to be 100 years old in June of next year. So this is going to be our centennial year. We started this club in 1919. And over the years, we've actually had a lot of projects that we've done with the club. And the fireworks show is actually one of our biggest fundraising event. The money that's raised from this show is actually used for other community events like we do courts for kids, which is something that our community is very involved in. We have members bring in their old gently used clothes, and one of our members actually cleans them, and then when we give it away, courts for kids, backpacks, dictionaries. So we have a bunch of projects that we've been doing for many years. So yeah, this actually fireworks show is 
our, like I said, our biggest fundraiser, and we need the whole community to come together, especially after Thomas Fire. I'm hoping to see a lot of you there. Yeah, this is a big event for the community. It always is. But this year, it's even more special because of everything that happened in December of last year uh, with the Thomas Fire. And now a big community event like this coming together at Ventura College is going to be a special moment, a special night. It always is. And it's always a lot of fun. So get your tickets early. You can go to VenturaFireworks.com to get those tickets. The 4th of July, hosted by the Ventura Rotary Club at Ventura College. Make sure that you find your way there. Thank you for being in the program today here, Sarab. We appreciate your work. Thanks for having me, Mike. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates, providing home security to Southern California, and Greg Mock from Geico Local Office. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me at marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Or give me a call at 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767.